Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You are now listening to The Philly Pod, a Philadelphia sports podcast. Dancing around. Just going to throw in the end zone. His catch is made by Lamb, but he's short! The Eagles will win it! Thank God for this bye week. Not for the players, not for the health of these players, for my damn, for my heart, for my emotional well-being, for my spiritual well-being, for my physical demeanor. I couldn't take, I couldn't take another second. I couldn't take another minute. We're a few days removed from that game in my heart. I think just now this morning, Stephen, I think just now my heart returned to normal pace after after that 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 game that was on Sunday with the Eagles. Finally, at long last, taking down the Dallas Cowboys by a final score of 28 to 23. Not without theatrics, not without drama, not without players dropping like flies, but they made it and they are eight and one ahead of the bye week what's going on y'all welcome to another episode of the philly pod brought to you by the liberty line.com i'm your host as always victor williams be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the philly pod do the same for my co-host over here who i had the pleasure of watching the game with on sunday stephen conrad jr that's why we didn't have a post game right after i had to drive home two hours it was a whole thing but we made it we watched the game over we dissected everything that it was and we are here to kind of break down this win as the Eagles do walk into a bye week and try <laughs> try to get healthy. It's it was it was damn near a body bag game, Stephen. You're losing Goddard. Jalen Hurts is limping his ass across the field at the end of the halftime. Darius Slay is going down. James Bradbury is going down on consecutive plays. My God, it was a murder scene out there. But they the Eagles came out on top. They did everything they could to lose that game. They tried very very hard to lose that game, but they finally finally came through because Dallas they always say what is it game of inches is that is that the saying a game of inches and boy was it a game of inches in this one Steven a few days removed yeah if we had a few days to calm down get our chest together get our breathing breathing patterns back to normal how are you feeling after a few days are you still are you still like how the fuck did we win that game or or is it more so like we moved past the stress and now we're at the yeah fuck Dallas they never had a chance 
fuck them. It's over. We're winning this division. We're at the top of the NFC. Nobody can touch us right now. Well, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> the better team won this game. Um, roster there, We wise, can confidently say they are the better team, despite what yeah, they showed I mean, on Sunday. They are the better yeah, team. <laughs> so, obviously, it's a divisional game. You're at home. It is the Dallas Cowboys. It is Dak Prescott against the Eagles secondary, which for whatever reason, he just... It was who? Reason, just... it was who? First, first of all... Dak is ass. I felt bad about hitting that button in this in this episode because like he wasn't entirely ass this game. Like he he did he did his all part right, minus right. the you foot minus nope, minus the foot out of it. bounds we're minus the foot out it. of bounds. He played a good no. game. No, no, we're, we're not, not going to do this. You want to know okay. why? Because the Eagles had all the pressure in the world in this game, and I know I know everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" The Cowboys do because they always seem to. Lose it was a bigger big game games. for Dallas, no. I thought maybe, maybe you could say that. Well, as far as the standings I are concerned, I think it was anyway. a bigger game for the Eagles because if they were to lose this, it's way closer in the standings in the NFC East, but the entire NFC as a whole. And as we know, the Eagles have a bloodbath coming up. Obviously, they have the bye week. But uh-huh. bloodbath of a schedule coming up, and you can't afford to lose not just, well, like a game, but to a divisional one and a, and a divisional foe, by the way, who's on your tail, who well was on your tail. Now we have a comfortable lead in the NFC East. and. Really, really the NFC for that matter. Um, there's so many ways, so many different ways I could take this. Uh, I'm not going to let you do that, though. I'm not going to let you sit That's here. Fine. That, That's like, fine. Yes, That's he fine. played a good game, but how many times have we done this? We're going to talk about stats. I know you're going to do that. He didn't mess up for his team, blah, 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 blah. Didn't turn the ball over. That's fine. But at the end of the day, how many times have we seen this in big games for the Cowboys? I don't care that he didn't turn the ball over. He threw three touchdowns, almost 400 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those came on whatever that last drive was. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> CB Lamb Yak was a lot of it. A lot of it. At CB the end Lamb of the day, Yak he goes. stepped out of bounds on a two point conversion, which yep. I didn't even see live. I figured he got it, and it started setting in for me. Like, oh boy, this game isn't over. And at the end of the day, he had the football. He he's the commander of the offense, right? The the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had the ball at what the five or six yard line, first and ten. First and ten from the five or six yard line, and you don't score a touchdown. I don't care. Well, man. it's like it's first and five. How it's first and five played. because of the encroachment. First and five. First and five from the six yard line, and then and then there was a false start, and then Dak got sacked, and then that was that. How about Josh Sweat, mind you, celebrating the sack, and Sirianni's like screaming at him to get back set because the <laughs> clock is still running, but you gotta get you gotta get the sweat celebration off of Sirianni. He was like, "Get back on the line, goddamn it!" Yeah, I, I mean, think he had Sirianni sweat said down his face. He had to get it off. I think he said after. I think he said after the game, Sirianni was like, "Thank God, the celebration is quick," and he got back to the line because he did he did a uh, a whole bit. But yet, yeah, to your point, first and five. If you would have told me. That Dak had the stat line that he did, and the Cowboys had first and five from their own six-yard line with like 30 seconds left or 24 seconds left, however much it was. I would have assumed they lost that game, and the Eagles stood pat. Man, this this was... <laughs> let's, oh, let's by go, the way, Jalen finished with the higher quarterback rating. Of course. I mean, it's, a, it's surprising Jalen finished me, this game at all. Rating, the real stat that matters. Yeah, it's, it's shocking that Jalen finished this game at all, but we'll, t- we'll talk about that in, in a second. Let's let's start from the fourth quarter, from that from the possession where... Reed Blankenship makes a tackle on Luke Schoenmacher, I think is how you say his name, on the half-yard line. They initially ruled it as a touchdown, and Schoenmacher, after after review, Schoenmacher was ruled with his knee down at the half-yard line. Now, everybody is focused on, like, oh, like, if, if that's a touchdown, it's a different game, and this, this, and that. But how about we put the focus on Dallas and their receivers, because one of the first things you're taught as a pass catcher, especially in goal-line situations, is to get enough depth 
on your routes so that you are in the end zone when you catch these passes. Schoenmacher, for whatever reason, <laughs> wanted to run a half yard short, catch the pass, and couldn't make it in. It's 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 poor execution. It's bad coaching. And I know uh, all the Dallas fans want to focus on refs, and we'll talk about the refs because and it, wasn't it wasn't even like, like it wasn't sure like a, a landslide. Yeah, no, 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 we're not going to do that either. Sure, yeah. sure. The uh, Eagles, perhaps you could say, got lucky in that situation. But honestly, is it really well, They got lucky, lucky quite a few times. I heard, I heard so many <laughs> times by the announcing crew that the Cowboys have like a really poor red zone offense this year. They, they seem uh-huh. to struggle in the red zone. So there's that. You know what I mean? So it's like no, like no surprise. Um, you know, the Eagles struggled once at, once at one point in the red zone this year. But it looks like finally cleaned it up. That's another thing. We're all, I know we're all over the place. You're making a point. I kind of cut you off, but like, again, I just don't think it's luck and we're not going to do the ref thing. Surely not going to do the ref thing. Cause that last drive, yes, the Eagles committed penalties, but my God, like unlike the Eagles, they went the whole dolphins game without a single penalty. Right. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that all those penalties happened on the last drive, I mean, it felt like it was over. And then I was bracing defeat. I already uh, accepted that we lost. Yes, I accepted. Yeah. I was coping with the loss at that point. I was like, we're going to lose to these guys. We can't beat the Cowboys, whatever the situation is. Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott for the first time since 2001, and we can't get it done. And the defense did everything they could to let this happen. And the offense actually did, did, didn't did help them out any either. Because what happened to the offense, especially like you look back at the Tampa game and, and Miami games where they could stay on the field and just like and just kill you on drives and take your soul away on those running drives. They can't. They don't run the ball the way they used to. I know some of that is a testament to Cam Jurgens. Some of that yeah. is a testament to uh, the injury to Jalen Hurts. He doesn't pose as the same rump threat that he does when he's healthy. So a lot of that contributes to their lack of a run game to this point. But when you get the ball, there was two instances where this game should have been over. When they got the ball back with six minutes and change, and when they got the ball back with like a minute twenty left. And Dallas had two timeouts, I believe. Like, the game should have been over at both of those instances. And for whatever reason, the Eagles decided to throw a goal ball to A.J. Brown on third and three, was it? Third and three, third and two. You need three yards. You don't need 33 yards. You need three. You don't need to throw goal balls to A.J. Brown. And it even looked like to me, Stephen, that A.J. Brown didn't know that ball was coming. He looked shocked that it came his way. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like Jalen just upset. threw it up. You, you, you run that ball, waste out some of the clock. And if you only get two yards, you can just shove. They prove that they can brotherly shove their way two, three, four yards of field. Why you are throwing the ball in that situation. I don't know whose decision it was. If it was Brian Johnson, who, Sirianni, Jalen, whoever's decision it was. That was very, that wasn't, that's not in their DNA to do that. And I don't know why in that situation they elected to do that. Obviously, if the play works out, we're singing their praises. But even so... That play call on third down to me didn't make a lot of sense when you had a chance to kind of end the game there. Yeah, for sure. Um, God, I I would just hope in that play design that there's some other options because I like if you're gonna pass the ball there, obviously the Eagles kind of they really did struggle to run the football in this game, and that felt like almost an obvious run situation. I mean, you know, probably maybe a, most likely a passing situation, but knowing the Eagles, it could have been another one of those like potential four down territory situations although you don't want to like you know not get it there and give the cowboys the opportunity to win the game so i get it why you wouldn't elect to have that mindset but yeah going that far down the field in that situation didn't make a whole lot of sense obviously it's easy to say that when it doesn't work it it uh there's definitely something to be said about in that scenario trying to catch the cowboys off guard but aj wasn't really open and it was a really poorly thrown ball so hopefully that's something that uh you know they they have film on it now they look at it at least it's an option though right because sometimes 
Sometimes those third and threes, third and fours, maybe even third and five, those passing down situations are really hard to convert. But the Eagles, I like the personnel that they have. I would have just preferred... I don't know. Get AJ Brown on a slant or a crossing route, and if you're if it's incomplete, it's incomplete. You live yeah, with it. At like least AJ Brown's one of the better short yardage receivers in the league. Like he's a slant machine. Like it's an automatic first yeah, down. Devontae you can get him on a Smith. quick slant. Smitty feel Goddard. good about well, the running backs. You didn't have Goddard at that point. Well, yeah. no longer the once mobile QB. Which, by the way, <laughs> he's playing the most efficient and locked in pocket quarterback football of his career in my opinion the numbers may back it up but it's really the eye test for me he just looks so dialed in the running the football is not even really a thought in his mind it, it reminds me a lot of like russell wilson in his prime on the seahawks who a lot of people considered mvp candidate every single year during that tenure but yeah it's just like you know 17 of 23 is nuts the, the six, cowboys defense six is no completions on a banged up knee uh, that that pass rush is scary on Dallas. That's the strength of the team. It's what kept them in the game, if we're being honest. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it does suck it came down to that. It really does, but a win is a win. Um, I don't want to yeah. ever see that Dak Prescott stat against the Eagles anymore because there's just not a lot of context with it. What is he, 8-3? and three? Well, what is it, 8-3 and three now or 8-4 and four all time? 8-3? and three? Against Who? the Eagles in his career, Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak. oh yeah, I don't even, I don't even know. Well, there's anymore, just like a lot of like non, like like I think we rested our starters one time. We had Minshew against them last year on Thanksgiving. Took them yeah. to the brink. Uh, he threw a pick six early in that game. Uh, like some of it was like that ugly era when Carson Wentz forgot how to play football. So I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the, the Jalen lost Dak to Dak Prescott head to head. I guess it was it his rookie year uh 2021 like before Jalen was Jalen yeah that when he was still yeah, trying so, to I mean, figure, figure it out want and all, to and all really take that into consideration um Cowboys fans are still like this is the difference between us they call themselves America's team fine you can have that label I don't give a shit I don't want my team to be considered America's team we're the Philadelphia Eagles I don't need all that uh but it's just crazy to me how f- fans should be disgusted with this team instead they're like boasting about cd lamb having like 200 yards they're boasting that it even like they're boasting that they took us to the limit and i get it because sam Eagles... how took us to the limit in both games <laughs> that's what i'm year. saying like, every what, what every team saying, man? like the jets beat us like come on like i think that uh, the eagles the difference between this eagles team and last year's eagles team is that there's there's every the eagles are getting everyone's best shot this year because of what they did last year everyone gets up for the eagles everyone is trying to to to, to throw their biggest swings at them and trying to knock them down because they are the best team in the NFC, if not the NFL. So I think that the Cowboys are proud of themselves for even getting this close and knowing that if it wasn't for a footstep out of bounds or a Schoenmacher extra half yard, then the game might have been different because Dak Prescott was able to find Jalen Tolbert, who for whatever reason was his favorite like crunch time receiver down the stretch. Like, not C.D. Lamb, Jalen Tolbert, thank God for us. But he found Jalen Tolbert on a seven-yard touchdown and then wasn't able to get the two-point conversion because Dak had no awareness and stepped out of bounds. I bet you Jalen Hurst doesn't step out of bounds in that situation, but Dak Prescott steps out of bounds. It is now a five-point game instead of a 28-point game, or instead of, a, instead of a three-point game, and it changes the uh, the situation differently. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know about you, but for me, last year, obviously, I felt fantastic about the team. Um, even even obviously felt fantastic about the team, but there was one thing that kind of concerned me a little bit throughout the season and heading into the playoffs. Um, a lot of it's dependent on opponent and everything like that, but I knew we were going to have home field advantage in the postseason and everything like that. But the one thing that did 
at least strike my mind as a potential concern. I'm not saying it was like the weakness of the team or whatever. We didn't really, I'm not going to say we didn't face adversity, but like we weren't a hundred percent sure what the resilient resiliency was like on that team because we always would hit teams in the mouth. Super, like we just out physical teams, out better teams, out scheme teams. We always had a lead rarely played from behind. Um, so it just, we weren't sure. We weren't mm-hmm. sure, right? Obviously, this team's a little bit different. New coordinators on both sides of the ball. At the end of the day, eight and one again. Eight plenty and one of again. adversity. Plenty of the, plenty the, of adversity. Plenty of adversity. The same record that they had this, this time last year, right? They were eight and one last year, I believe. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, uh, yeah, absolutely, eight and one again. Uh, we were trailing at halftime in this game against the Cowboys, you know. So, like, yet again, your backs are against the rope, and also, like. It was scary trailing this team at halftime because you knew, like, Jalen, that scene there, him on the ground in pain, that's the, probably the most pain we've ever seen Jalen in. Like, I, I'm not used to seeing him just laying on the ground like that. It was really scary. I, did, I wasn't – I didn't think Bro. he was going to be out of the game. Bro, I fell to my I knees. in my mind. Well, you saw we were watching the game together. It was, You could yeah. hear a pin drop in the stadium in every Eagles fan's house. It was quiet because Jalen's usually quick to get up. He won't show pain. He exactly. won't show emotion. He'll shake it off. The fact that he hung on the ground for for a second, and you saw him kind of like, uh, for those on audio, you can't you can't see what I'm doing. But the fact he kind of like punched the ground like at first, kind of oh yeah, to try and get himself up, and he couldn't. And I was like, oh my god, he is done for. And then he got up, and you just see that knee buckle. Like that was more than a limp. That was like his knee couldn't support him anymore. And then as you were as he was walking, he was starting to like shake it off. And man, we were all saying like whatever the serum or whatever it is that Mahomes got in the Super Bowl last year, like they better give that shit to Jalen Hurts. Like they need to get those those vials and get those ready for Jalen Hurts. And the fact that he came back out, I couldn't believe that he came back out after halftime and not only played well, but they drew up a design run for this man. Like this man was running, <laughs> like today, an option run on like the first like one of one or two plays in the half. Uh... Was I was it like, the are we opening doing this? drive to start the half where he yeah, threw to start that the half. Like Sirianni wanted to make it clear that Jalen is we're still gonna play Jalen, <laughs> like regardless of what it is. I think they wanted to make it clear right away that like regardless of the injury, Jalen Hurts is still going to play the same way. And obviously he's rushing less, uh, but in this game he had 30, 37 rushing yards after only having Somehow. six. After only having six last week, a lot of QB sneaks out. A lot of uh, shoves, yeah, shoves account for three, four Which at a time. Which again does scare you though. Like you almost, in a way, almost. Uh, I remember you saying, "Do they risk the sneak now because he's hurt?" Than him, yeah, just like escaping and because he'll run out of bounds, he'll slide. But you almost fear those QB sneaks now. Like at, at the time with that knee injury, because it's like, man, I, I can't imagine that feels great every time. You know, just falling forward, all this weight coming down on you and stuff like that. You got to really push forward off that knee. Uh, but what a gutsy opening drive by him and the offense, like to come out and just do that and execute when your team's behind. What a like gutsy that. half in general, like that throw to Devontae Smith. Like, show me a quarterback that can make that throw on two legs, let alone one. Like that, yeah, that was, was perfect. Devontae has, I feel like Devontae has trademark moments against the Cowboys every year. He took over last year down the stretch when Minshew was playing, and this year he had this reception. And then a uh, Smitty when um my my favorite what my favorite highlight i don't even want to call it a highlight my favorite clip of smitty in this game wasn't even a play it was when james bradbury had the pass breakup on jalen tolbert again Dak's favorite target down the stretch for whatever reason damn battery died uh we'll, fi- we'll figure that out but um, um even uh again jalen tolbert Dak's favorite target down the stretch james bradbury had a pass james bradbury had a pass breakup and Devontae Smith comes out and he's like he's like getting hype with him. He's like choking him up and it looks like he's saying, That's what I'm talking about, boy, like yeah. I told you. Like he wears that C on his chest for a reason, Smitty, and you're starting to see more and more of that leadership 
as the uh, as the games go and as the season goes on. And this is a reminder to everybody. I know there's some people out there that are worried about contracts and financial aspects of the of of, of Devontae and AJ and all that down the stretch. I assure you, and if you don't see it in these games, I assure you that the Eagles are not going to let Devontae Smith walk out this door. He's eligible for an extension this summer, and I promise yeah. you they're going to yeah, give that sure man a blank not. check. Um, if it's not if it's not the AJ contract, it'll be damn near it'll be damn near what he got paid. Because Smitty, you can see he's a leader of this team. And and how he loves them, and the team loves them, and I think he is going to be here for for a very very long time. But good on Devonte Smith uh, uh, in this game, and I know you were fired up when you when, when you saw Smitty because he's the reserved one. He's the one that kind of stays to himself. We see clips, obviously, of how funny he is and whatnot. But I love the emotion I'm seeing from him lately. Yeah, it's always felt like Devonte is kind of a underlooked like leader on this team because he's. I don't want to say he's quiet, but you just always hear, obviously, from Hertz, from Kelsey, from some of the other guys on the team, Brandon Graham, the coach, you know, Sirianni even. I'm sure I'm missing some people. Uh, but honestly, like, bigger picture, it's a testament to this team and this franchise. I mean, maybe I don't pay enough attention, but it sure doesn't seem like you see anything remotely close to that on the Dallas Cowboys sideline ever. It just doesn't, you know what I mean? It kind of just feels like, like, obviously, they care. Like, Micah Parsons seems like a very passionate player. I, I mean, I'm sure all the guys there care. They want to win. They wanted to win the damn game. But it's just not the same, nowhere near the same level as the Eagles time and time again. I mean, it's funny you say that about the chemistry because A.J. Brown was interviewed after the game uh, about how, why he's so good now that he's in Philadelphia. Like, he was good in Tennessee, but what made him flip that switch? And he said it's playing with Jalen Hurts and playing with somebody that he cares about. And that's probably why Jalen Hurts, you know, pushes himself to not only win. You know, we all know that he wants to win, but he he truthfully feels like he's connected to all of his teammates and he doesn't want to let anyone down. And he'll go out there and make sure that he shows up for his teammates. But when, it, when you're emotionally connected to guys like that, it makes you want to perform well. And I'm not sure that Dallas has that uh, to your point. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I want to talk about uh, Darius Slay for a second because I, I think I mentioned this during the game. Is it just me or is he like playing more physical this year? I feel like he's like hitting people, like really hitting people this year. And he the uh, the uh, combined tackle with was it uh, was it Zach Cunningham with the the helicopter spin Dak Prescott the when he landed uh-huh. on his head the double hit I, I think it was Zach Cunningham and and Darius Slay that put Dak on his head <laughs> um, in the uh, while he was trying to run towards the end zone. Uh, this defense is hitting hard now. We can complain a lot. About about this defense, especially that secondary. I don't know what's going on with James Bradbury this year. This is uh, this is a few well, weeks they in don't a row have a now. Nickel corner man, that's fine, and I get that. I'm not. I'm not. And you know what? Anymore. Really quickly, can I just take a point? Oh, can man. I just take a moment? You know what I'm gonna say, don't you? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Do you remember on like I think it was the last pod we literally recorded? I mentioned I'm just a little concerned with the secondary, and it boy did yeah. that come to fruition the last few weeks. You know, Ben, but don't break to say the freaking least, huh? 
Oh boy, yeah, they bent. They bent damn near. They they bent. But again, they are playing without a nickel corner. It's a new scheme, I guess. A little different than last year. Uh, new guy here, new safety, trying to learn his way. They're trying to figure all that out. Yeah, but yeah, no nickel corner. You know, um, it's scary. Hopefully, they can get one of those guys back. Maybe it'll. (laughs) I hope it. Hope it changes some things. And that's another thing. I don't mean to take away CD Lamb's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but it just it just felt like all, literally all of his damage was done in the slot. Like the few times he was outside, I mean he made plays, but it yeah, just seems like you, you know Slay got the matchup. In the Even inside yeah. Slay, at the end of the game, he's like, "I want him. I'm going to take him." This ties in to what you said about him playing more physical. Uh, maybe it could be a Desai thing because Desai did preach a, like physicality, you know, in the offseason. That was like one of his big talking points, and I feel like every defensive coordinator does do that but you certainly do feel it it feels like they're going out there trying to take people's heads off you know send yeah, a message yeah. yeah i certainly think that 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 is the case yeah the secondary there's a lot of worry going around badly roby will be back after the bye week so he'll be good uh to have he did a good job of containing cooper cup in the second half of that of that rams game nomadics um they still they had Cindy brown in the slot a lot they had eli ricks who was getting uh routed up by by cd lamb we knew that they were going to use him out of the slot they picked on josiah scott last year when he was there. So you figured that was going to be the case, but it was still a hard time uh, containing him. I believe on the last few possessions, Slay went to Desai and he was like, I'm, I'm guarding him. Like, I know you have all these plans and whatnot, but I'm guarding him. If you want us to win this game, we have to put me on CD Lamb. And he was on him. And that was good on Slay to make sure that, uh, that that was the case. Uh, offensively, I think it was, I think it was a good performance, especially from, uh, from Jalen Hurts. No turnovers. He didn't have any fumbles, right? That, that, that I recall. I don't think that was the case with 17 of 33, 270 yard, uh, 207 yards and two touchdowns. 17 now, of 23. 17 of 23, 207, two touchdowns. And he is now the fifth leading passer in the NFL as from a yardage perspective. He is now, uh, fifth top five as far as yards. So everybody want him to throw. He's throwing that thing, especially because he's hampered and probably forced to. So good on Jalen Hurts for that. DeAndre Swift, just uh, 43 yards on 18 carries. He sort of cooled off after the uh, the beginning of the season. They'll be happy to get Cam Jurgens back after the bye week so that they can get back uh, to, to running the football as well. Uh, Brandon Graham heard his name for the first time <laughs> all season. I feel like uh, we knew he was going to lose snaps with a new edge rotation, of course, with Reddick, Sweat, Nolan Smith coming in. Derek Barnett, who's they're still trying to figure out what to do with. He was inactive at one point. Uh, so it was good to see uh, Brandon Graham come back. He had two tackles, one and a half sacks, two QB hits, and a tackle for loss in this game. So VG gets up for the Cowboys. It was good to see him uh, uh, do that because it's been a quiet year from him for, for him to this point. Yeah, and Fletcher Cox with yet another uh, middle-of-the-game injury that just seems awful. Quote-unquote middle-of-the-game <laughs> injury that uh, gave him some much-needed you know, uh, energy. You know, this game really did feel like it was going to be one of those games where the defensive line just can't get home. There were so many occasions early on. Dak was using his legs a lot in the beginning. We were kind of running the pass pretty home. well, and there was one play I was so frustrated. Jordan Davis just... Literally was just trying to make hand contact with Dak Prescott to slow him down on a third down. And, of course, Dak picked up the first. And I'm like, it's going to be one of those games, isn't it? Dak's just going to have the time just enough every time to get the throws off. It felt like that. But somehow they finished with five sacks. Obviously, a few came on, you know, in crunch time. Absolutely. Uh, But, yeah, hey, the vets on that D-line I thought played very well. Hey, if they want to coast, stay healthy all season, just bring it. We need them most. I'll take it, you know, and keep developing these young guys. Speaking of staying healthy, we got a Rashad Penny sighting 
in this game. I think they saved him for this little. I've I've been joking all year that they're what, going. What was that all about? Was he just not been healthy all this time? Like I don't get it. I I've been joking uh, throughout the season saying that they are keeping him healthy for the postseason. You know, when it's in the dead of winter and it's cold and nobody wants to tackle. And I think they're going to just unleash a healthy Rashad Penny <laughs> and his power running game at that point. But now I'm starting to think they wouldn't use him during this death march of games. 49ers, Bills, Seattle, Dallas again. I think they're starting to slowly take the bubble wrap off of, off of him. And he had some good effective runs in this game. So we'll Why do you think that eye. is? Is it like, you know, he's still learning the scheme and they're trying to figure no, out how they want to use him? they're keeping him healthy. Maybe- for the later part of the season is all it is. I you think, really personally. think so? I think so. I'm not joking. I think that's the case. And it is I don't funny. Have like we're more of... I have no idea, but I think that's definitely the case. <laughs> well, actually, now that I look at it, we somehow finished with uh, yeah more rushing attempts than passing attempts. But uh, it, it feels like this offense is... A rushing attempt on third and three would have been fantastic on, on the fourth. Yeah, <laughs> two carries for eight yards. Yeah, I mean, four point yards, four point zero yards per carry. I'll hey, hey, that. my boy Kenny G had a huge bounce back. Oh game, though, yeah, huh? your boy Kenny. Yeah, I, 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 it, sh- it was written. In this stone, was exactly how I want to use him though. Just three carries. That's fine. You know, get maybe some targets in the passing game. I don't think he had any. Uh, he had I one. Think, reception. I think it was written in stone the way that like you could have if you could have hammered any bet in this game it was probably Kenneth G touchdown. The way last week went with him responding to the mm. person on social media, Nick Sirianni saying, "Yeah, we're still going to use him. Do we bench Jalen Hurts after a bad game? No." That'd be stupid. Yep. We're going to keep playing Kenny G. So that's what they continued. That's what they uh, Swift ended with 18 carries. 18 didn't, didn't feel like, it, right? like 18 it. carries, just 43 yards. Only 2.4, yards. yeah, only 2.4 yards per carry. But yeah, hey, he's the he's the ball bell cow, whatever the hell you want to call him back. I guess uh, everybody's happy with that, as you should be. But um, yeah, I just hope he stays healthy. That's a lot of carries. But like uh, I said, with Hertz, with Hertz not running the ball right now, it's easier to contain Swift. Earlier in the year, health uh, Hertz contributed to the run game a lot more. Um, he was good in the passing time. game again, Swift. Yeah, it yeah, feels like they're yeah. learning how to use him finally. Yeah, they're gonna have to figure out a way to uh, to do that for the first time in six weeks. AJ Brown was held under 125 uh, yards, but he did. AJ Brown eclipse 1,000 receiving yards for the season, becoming the fastest player in Eagles history to reach that milestone. It only took him nine games to get over a thousand yards. He's still the second leading receiver behind Tyreek Hill. Uh, a receiver never has won MVP. Steven, is this the year between Tyreek and AJ? You think one of them win it? Cause it's right now, as far as the betting odds are concerned, it's a three way tie between Lamar, Jalen hurts and Patrick Mahomes. And they've all had their like, you know, gripes. Lamar's played really well. The last few weeks or so hurts Mahomes and Lamar. Uh, but they've all been, they've all had their gripes. Mahomes and, and Hertz have had turnover issues. Would it be crazy to see a receiver win MVP this year? Tyreek or AJ certainly, certainly deserve it for, for the stuff they're doing. If there was ever a season for it to happen, but it seems like the Dolphins are just not going to be able to keep up record-wise yeah. <laughs> with the Chiefs and Eagles again. And honestly, who knows? Dolphins can't beat a good team. They can't yeah, beat anybody over 500. Yeah, who knows how the season plays out. But yeah, if there was ever a season for it to happen. It is yeah. crazy to me, though, how Hurts is quietly like the guy again. Like, oh. Yep. Yeah, he's still Jalen yep. Hurts. He hasn't regressed. What yep. are we talking about? Yep. You can't think- forget the all-purpose touchdowns. The team's 8-1. and one. Yes, the turnovers were a problem. But, I mean, it's starting to, like... I don't want to say even itself out, but it's starting to just trend like really positively. Like he could have himself a very nice season. If we're talking ugh, touchdown interception ratio is always going to be tough with Jalen. Um, I-, I love when he throws for passing touchdowns um, just because I-, I only like it for the sake that it's like kind of a, <clears throat> a message to the naysayers. You know what I mean? Because 
for the casual fan who doesn't watch a lot of Jalen Hurts, they'll look up his stats and see, like, what the heck, 15 passing touchdowns to eight interceptions? I mean, it's fine, but then you see he's already rushed. I mean, how many rushing touchdowns do he have this year? Five, seven, what is it? His lot. I know he broke the uh, – he has the most in Eagles history. He had, like, 10 TV, last anyway. year. He had 10 rushing touchdowns last year, so you got to factor yeah. that in on top of the passing TDs. Yeah, he did break the record for most in a in a, in franchise history uh, as far as a QB concerned, Jalen Hurts, so that's good. Uh, passing leaders through Week 9, Tua – Number one with 2,609. Sam Howell is second, 2,471. Eric Bieniemy working that magic with Sam Howell. Patrick Mahomes is third, 2,442. Josh Allen is fourth, 2,423. Jalen Hurts is the fifth leading passer, 2,347. So good on Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has now won 12 straight games against teams that enter with a winning record, tying Peyton Manning and Vinny Testaverde for the longest streak by a starting QB since 1950. Didn't expect to see Vinny Testaverde on that list, but goddamn, he's 12-0 against teams that are either either and have, have entered the week with a, with a winning record. 12-0 against teams with winning records. That is unbelievable. Jalen Hurts is, Wild. Is, is, is a winner, a, full, a full-blown winner. I'm running out of words just to say about him. He said, and after he'll do anything for the city, he'll scrape himself off the mat every single time. He doesn't care if he has one leg, two legs, one arm. He'll figure it out. And, man, the city of Philadelphia could not have a better quarterback to run this team for the next foreseeable future, better players with Smitty and AJ and, and all that. How about the LeBron Wade uh, Wade picture? I know, I know you I need uh, that graphic on a shirt, man. <laughs> I need to get it framed. I really think I'll get it framed or a canvas at least like I have for the for this Jalen Court. It's just so cool. Like like I can't imagine people like even like like a random ass team like I don't know, the Bills, like Bills fans or some other random team like I don't know, Bengals fans when they watch the Eagles are like, "God, this team's so cool." You know? They got, they're such a cool team. Yeah, yeah, we could do without the turnovers. Hopefully they clean some things up down the road. We don't need A.J. Brown putting Swift on his ass. I'll tell you that. Swift looked like he didn't know where he was after after that. Thank God for Tyler Steen. Hey, it was an interesting, I know it didn't work, but an interesting uh, play design, A.J. Brown in motion, you know? Hey. Yeah, they don't use a lot of pre-snap motion. They're one of the fewest in the league, I believe. Yeah, so who knows? Like, motion. I don't know. Maybe there's another wrinkle to that play. I told oh, yeah. you earlier Using in the like day, like, we need an A.J. Brown end around in like a huge moment. Let him My do some Debo-esque stuff. Use him like Debo. He's so swole though. Like he put, he like rocked DeAndre Swift, and and he just kept. That's what I mean. I like they kind of just him. made like minimal contact, and he rocked his world. Yeah, and AJ think... wasn't even bothered by it. He just he like, didn't feel like, him. He just it's like it he off, ran he through said. a cobweb. Really, it was like a cobweb. He looked and said, "Is that a fly? What is what is going on? What is going on with this?" <laughs> but very happy to see the Eagles finally take down the Dallas Cowboys. Get up in here and talk about it a little bit. We have a bye week coming up, so a lot of fun stuff we'll get up here to talk about. We'll do we'll grade the position groups through halfway through the year. Talk about Sean Desai. Do you guys want some, some Sixers other... content? Let us know. Oh God, yeah, yeah. The Sixers are fun again. So We're so back, Shit. man. Come we are on. back. We are back. Five of one. Big game to night against the Celtics assert themselves in the East. Good stuff. Good stuff tonight. Kelly Oubre, Tsunami Poppy was always the third star. Always the third star. I'm glad people are starting to recognize that. We'll catch y'all on the next Philly pod. Be sure to Philly. Be sure to uh, follow myself on all social media at the Philly pod. Do the same for Steven. Where can the people find you? Go ahead and plug yourself wherever you got stuff going on these days. Steven Conrad Jr. on all yeah. socials. Uh, speaking of which, I got to get up on out of here, everybody. Uh, so we're going to wrap this one up really quickly. Uh, thanks, as always, for tuning in. 
stay tuned for the next episode of this, man. And like I said, if you want to see Sixers content, just at Vic on Twitter. At the Daily pods are coming. We got some stuff figured out finally. Daily pods are on the way. So get ready for that. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Leave those reviews, rate five stars. Each and every one does help become bigger. does help the exposure of the show. We'll catch y'all later in the week. Until next time, y'all, peace out from the Philly Pop. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.